morning. It's January, one of my favorite months. You know why? Because it starts a new year. The slate is clean. Whatever happened last year happened is now in the history books. Hey, this is Jimmy Williams, and I am following today in the, the great footsteps of that wonderful matriarch of moments of motivation, as I call her now, the mouth of the South. Give it up. How about it? Are you in the house tonight, Lori Few? Good morning. <laughs> Sorry, folks. She's only, had, she's only had three <laughs> cups of coffee this morning. She's still working on that. But uh, no, you know, today is a wonderful day, though, because it is a new day. Someday that you can start now fresh. You can get out the opportunity list. You know, I didn't say to do list, the opportunity list. And you can go Ooh. out and make the world a better place for everyone around you. Or, Lori, as some people do, this day will simply be the same as yesterday. I call it going through the motions. Lori, have you ever seen someone that just goes through the motions? Yeah, I have to say that, you know, there's there's always that one person that you know that you think, oh, they're just, they walk in, you know, it's kind of like, a, you know, because I know, Jimmy, that you're a Disney fan. I know that your daughters are very big Disney fans. I want to correct you. I am the Disney fans. So. Oh, the Disney fans. <laughs> Not Let's one. Let's be correct. Me. <laughs> um, but it, you know, there's always that one person that walks into the room in that movie Inside Out, the little, the little blue sad emotion, and uh, you, you don't want to label someone, but you know, you just have that's that person. They're going through the motions. They're there. They, they're they're just not excited about anything they're not really negative or they're just kind of new in between and and you kind of want to know what motivates them to be that way what spark are they missing about how, how they can be better or more energetic and I mean it takes all types of people don't get me wrong but it's hard for people like you and I because we're just not like that yeah hey Lori uh now you're a woman right so yep uh, got a crazy question to ask live right here on Live uh -oh. by Design. Here's the reason I want to ask this question because I believe a lot of our listeners could be female and a lot of them male. So we got a great mixture. So my question to you is this Do you believe women have a better control of how they face their emotional day than most men? Oh, yeah, I definitely think so. I think women run the emotional gamut the minute our eyes open every morning. <laughs> 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 From sad to glad in 30 seconds? Is that what we're saying? Yes, okay. sad, glad, anxiety. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's before I have a cup of coffee, I can run the gamut on emotions. I definitely think that, yes, that's that's a very true statement for women just in general. Yeah, so so my next question then is a follow-up here. My next question is, is how do you face a difficult day or maybe a day that's of great joy how do, how do you get your mindset ready to go to tackle that day and make it better than the day before? Well, I think it's all about, of course, you know, we talk about this a lot. We talk about mindset. Um, if you're me, you, um, or like many women that are probably walking the same um, phase of life that I'm in, the night before you look at what the next day is going to bring and you mentally, you're, you know, you mentally prepare yourself. Okay, I've got this, 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 and this to accomplish tomorrow. Um, not knowing that in the midst of all that, you could potentially get a phone call or an email that might change your, you know, day or your emotion or however you feel. Even sometimes a text message can completely throw you off emotionally. Um, it can make you happy, it can make you sad, it can make you angry, it can make you confused. Um, but I try to prepare. I, I try to when I go to bed at night, I try to close off that day and then prepare for the next day. And so I set myself up in a mental mindset of 
here's how I'm going to approach tomorrow, or here's how I hope to approach tomorrow. And if for some reason something changes or, you know, my mindset or my emotions get the best of me, then at the end of the day, you just try to recap that day and say, okay, what are we going to do to change that for the next day? You know, uh, hey, that's a good approach. And I will tell you, you said the word confused uh, from a text. I got to be honest <laughs> with you. I've got a 21-year-old, you know, graduating in May uh, at OU. I'm staying confused because she really doesn't communicate in full sentences on her text. As a matter of fact, <laughs> don't laugh. It's a combination between uh, single-syllable words and emojis. And I'm supposed to know what that means because at the end, there's a laughing face. So I, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm really there yet. You know what I'm saying? I, I absolutely agree. I have a 13 year old boy and he's just now learning about all the different, uh, you know, sayings and phrases and emojis and things that they text. And I spend a lot of time sending back that confused emoji. Like what? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Help well, me learn gonna, the ways. You're going to laugh. I actually had to reprimand what I thought was a profane uh, looking <laughs> emoji. <laughs> And my daughter explained to me, no, dad, this is what that means. I said, oh, well, then my apology. But I thought, I thought it was right? something rude. And no, I said, this is why Jimmy only sends like happy face, smiley face. Yeah, thumbs and, up. You know, <laughs> thumbs up. Thumbs down. Literally, that's all. I don't even do much thumbs down. You know, I don't want anybody to misinterpret without context, right? You know, I'm not saying, hey, you don't deserve my time. Right. Thumbs down. I am saying to you, I just don't have time right now. Thumbs up, smiley face. You know, I'm always smiling anyway, right? So yep. hey, another question about your day. So I'm going to just give you a little background. Um, have you ever in your, how many years you've been married now? You're only 28. So. Um, oh, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, eight, eight, uh, this will be 18. 18 years. Folks, 18. let it be known in Oklahoma, you can marry when you're 10. But anyway, <laughs> uh, parental, parental consent, of course. Oh. Right? No. So, hey, in your 18 years of uh, marriage slash dating, uh, that lovely gentleman I know is my dear friend, Justin. A quick question. Not to get too close here, not to get too nosy. Just want to ask this question. To get that emotion into the day that you need for your brain to say, I really experienced something. What is something or some place you and he maybe went on a vacation or something like that? Nothing mushy. I'm not asking that. I'm just saying, what have you been on a vacation that you really used all your senses that the good Lord gave us to know you were literally, physically, and emotionally there? You know, it's interesting because um, recently uh, we took a trip to see my brother in Ohio. And my brother recently had a baby. And if, as many of you all know. Uh, no, my... I'm sorry. Now, wait just a minute. I have refuted this. Men do not have babies. So, <laughs> Well, true. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. His wife had a child. Is that what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, okay. Yes, okay. Yes. Well, please my, continue. My... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the truth on this show, Lori. That's Nothing right. That's truth. right. Okay. Listen, call, call me out on it. So this is the truth. <laughs> my, my brother became a parent. There, I'll say that. Um, but. My husband and I, as many people know, we raised my brother from a very young age. Um, when we got married, we were 24 and he was 12. And so he came to live with us and we raised him. So we feel very close to him. Um, and he's 30 now. And we took a trip to see him to meet the baby for the first time. And honestly, emotionally, I felt that that was probably a very pivotal. The trip wasn't about, you know, going to the beach or going to the mountains or going to an amusement park. It was 
a trip to go see a person and meet a tiny person that was, you know, new to the world and going through that experience together and being there with Justin and having that emotional moment and that connection of just being in the same room and talking and telling stories about our childhood and his childhood and what he hopes and expects for his child to me was just one of those moments where everything for that moment was right with the world. Um, my heart was so full and my mind was so clear about what a wonderful opportunity to experience all the newness and all the hopes and dreams that come with having a child and being a parent. And we were just so giddy. It was almost like the first time we had dated and, and been together, like we were so giddy and happy and loving for each other that we had accomplished a goal of helping to raise him. And now we're so happy and proud for him to be able to experience those things as a parent. So that to me was the best emotional vacation where I was 100% tuned into the moment and the experience. And I'll never forget it. Oh, man, I'm getting goosebumps here. You know, <laughs> I uh, I got to tell you, there is nothing more, as you say, connective between a mother and a child or a father and a child newborn. I'm talking about just hours on the planet, right? Yeah. Uh, mine was a similar way with my older and younger daughters. I, uh, man, I tell you, the, they probably just threw the hospital, uh, you know, scrubs away because I had sweated so badly from the nerves <laughs> trying to deliver these two kids. <laughs> You know, our, our our friend of ours, Paul, our, our wife's doctor, my wife's doctor, he is he does this all day long. He said, don't be nervous, Jimmy. It's real simple. Mother Nature does most of this. And I go, I don't see her standing here and I don't see her yeah. helping. You know, I just, yeah. uh, you know I'm a little nervous. And so, <laughs> so I got both these children out. And as you hold them in your arms, you just kind of think about, oh, man, I've got a lot of responsibility now. But more than that, you connect with that that child on a, such a level. And, and what I've found, it doesn't just fill your heart, but it fills your heart until they fill their diaper. And then they're done with yeah. me. I mean, that's where I'm at. I, there's, a, there's a limit. Yeah. Okay, Lord, yes. there's a limit yes. for men. Yes. So, oh, yeah. So that's a great one. So let, let, me, let me ask you this. What would you say to our listening audience if they are on that feeling of being on that old hamster wheel in their job, uh, in their in their personal life, whatever, how do you recommend that they take that deep breath and jump left? Oh, gosh, because it's so hard. I think the biggest thing is, and we're our own worst enemy, it's getting out of your head. All the voices, all the noise, all the existential crisis that you're having in your head you know, telling you all the things that you can't do. I think that that's probably the biggest hurdle is to get out of your own head. I know that's so hard. I'm guilty of it myself. I find myself stewing on things that, um, you know, I'll, I'll get anxious about things that haven't even happened yet. Like, and I, <laughs> like, if that is even remotely a possibility, I'm anxious about it. I mean, I, I, and I think that's true for most people. Uh, we tend to overthink things and emotionally, we get so downtrodden. We don't want to get excited about something that may or may not happen that we really, really want. But I say to people, why not? If you're excited about it on the front end and you're mentally excited and prepared, that just means that it could very well be a sweeter moment than you think it's going to be. Don't think negatively. Don't set yourself back and say, oh, I shouldn't get excited. You know, you know, our grandmothers used to say, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Um, had they known that eggs were going to be like $8 a dozen, they, you know, grandmothers may have had a better <laughs> perception about that. Um, you know, eggs are such a big thing right now, but um, I got sticker shock. That's why I say that. I went to the grocery store this week, this past weekend, and I'm like, what? How? Happened? I got to tell you, eggs are so high right now. I've got a new business venture, Lori, and I've talked to Justin, <laughs> your husband. He's going to help me with it. 
we're not even going to do the, the selling of it. We're just going to rent the chicken for a day. All right. Rent the there chicken. To somebody. We're going to own yeah. the chickens, rent the chickens to people that want to get eggs. But anyway, <laughs> I think that <laughs> would work. Like I really plan. do. I, yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, you're absolutely right, though. I think a lot of times what we do to ourselves is that negative self-talk. Now, I got to tell you, I'm one of these old athletes whose mind says you can still do this, whose body said ain't going to happen, buddy. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so what happens is a lot of times, you know, I uh, when working out and stuff, I try to lift like the 28-year-old that's next to me, or I try to compete with someone that's obviously in much better, younger shape in terms of their physicality than what I am today, but what I was back then, for example. And so uh, you give yourself, oh, come on, you do this. Why can't you do that? You couldn't lift 420 pounds. Come on, what's the deal? You know, I'm like this kind of talk. And then you you see that guy over there to me, old Steady Eddie, you know, he's like 60 and he just does his routine. He don't get too excited and so forth. And I look at him and I go, well, is he really getting the benefit of the workout, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> to me, Lori, it's an outward muscle and an inward mind that you got to work on at the same time when you're working out, right? Uh, it's, it's so true. This episode of Live a Life by Design is sponsored by Compass Capital Management. Life has a way of overwhelming you. At Compass Capital Management, you will receive confidence in your financial security as we provide direction, clarity, and vision for your future. Our unique process, the Life Plan Solution, will be the guide to you reaching your goals and realizing your dreams in life. Stop worrying about your future and contact Compass Capital Management to help you live the life you desire. Go to www.compasscapitalmgt.com and request your retirement account or employer plan review today. Register principal securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer member FINRA SIPC. Jimmy J. Williams is an investment advisor representative of Compass Capital Management LLC, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Compass Capital Management LLC are not affiliated. 321 South 3rd Suite 4, McAllister, Oklahoma 74501. Let me ask you this question. Could you picture yourself as as being sitting somewhere on a, a very, shall we say, famous pier on the West Coast? Um, your loved one arm in arm with you as you walk out and you see these beautiful waves coming as the sun sets with that orange glow on the horizon. And you're just sitting there on a little park bench and all of a sudden this street musician comes up from behind and slowly and softly starts playing beautiful violin music and you look at your wife and you don't say a word and she reaches over or in your case your husband and they just simply take your hand we didn't say a word this was my wife and i about a week ago we were in santa monica california beautiful place to visit by the way let me give you a little bit of this emotion. The hotel we had was right on the beach, five star. She said, honey, why did you do this? We didn't need this hotel. And I said, because you're that important to me. So I, I, my assistant got the best hotel right on the beach. We had a veranda you could go out and sit on. We were up on the high floor, but you could look down and you could still hear the waves crashing. And she just had this look in her eye, almost a tear came to her eye, that after 35 years of marriage, I'm not bragging on me, what I'm trying to say is that the emotional connection at any age is so vital to really experiencing the fullness of the day that it has to offer. Now, I looked around, there were people just running back and forth on this same beach. 
this same pier, running up and down the pier, not really knowing where they were. Maybe they live there. They've seen it millions of times. I don't live there, and I loved looking at it. And I can just sit there on those beaches or on that pier and watch those waves and notice how in cyclical form they just rotate in and go back out. And it's just a real relaxing, flowing type thing. And then when he started that violin music, I said, hmm, I did something that I, I don't often do, but I try. As soon as we had gotten through visiting, he was still playing. My wife and I talked, and Dina said, man, this is just beautiful. I walked over and took money and placed it in the young man's jar for his playing that evening. You know, he's a street musician. And yeah. I thought, now I've truly connected. It sounds like a movie. Well, we were in California, and I do have the rights to sell that. But anyway, uh, no. But but my point is, you know, too often we as adults forget about what it was like to laugh as a kid. Oh, absolutely. Life is so serious now that we make it that way, right? But, you know, laughter is, as they say, the best medicine, right? Mm -hmm. It soothes the soul. But at the end of the day, if you're just going through day after day after day, and when you open up the door on Monday at your work and you're hoping and praying it's early Friday, uh, to me, you're just not living those lives of the days that you really need to to focus on, right? So tell me your top, top approach to making each day as positive as it can be. What do you do different? Well, and I mean, it goes back to my word. You know, we picked our word for 2023, um, and it's getting towards the end of January. So I really, and and this is, it's so true. And when you were telling that story about your experience in California, it just made me think about, it's the simple things. It's the connection. It's the people. It's the things that, you know, being in a space where, you could be anywhere and have that moment, but at all the same elements align and it just makes for the most simplistic moment. You didn't have to have, you know, a, a fancy outfit or be in a fancy place or, or be somewhere where, you know, it was over the top. It was just a simple moment between two people. And so I go back to my word of simplify for 2023. So every day this year, I remind myself before I have that gamut of emotions, when I first open my eyes, you know, I wake up and say, oh, thank the Lord. I get another day. Yes, let's do this. But I remind myself that to revel in the simple things, the cup of coffee, the, you know, conversation with a coworker when you first walk through the door. Hey, good morning. How are you? How was your evening? What'd you have for dinner last night? The simple things of reminding myself that it's one foot in front of the other, one step at a time, one emotional moment, you know, and every piece of energy that you put out into the day is reflected and reciprocated in one way or another, whether it be negative or positive, but you have the opportunity, even if it's negative, to reflect that back to the emotion that, hey, it's okay, great, you know, not not super excited about that response, but okay, we'll we'll regroup. And that's what I really tried to work on myself on my mental simplification, if you will. I know Jimmy likes to use big words, but uh, I, I try to use big word there. Uh, but it really is. It's still about simplify. I'm really proud of myself. Like I've worked really hard to maintain that word so far. Uh, usually by this time, I'm like, right, it's out the window. You know, <laughs> I, I too am that person that gives up on resolutions. It's like, I, you know, I tried, but I, I really think that that's my mindset every day so far this year to, to the approach is 
it's it's the simple things in life and and what what a great story that you shared this morning i i can't imagine how that must have been like like i just see i don't know i see movie cameras i see like the boom mic catching this moment between you and dina sitting there i just it, it just reminds me of like a romantic love story movie i think you should sell the rights there i think you need to document um what is it um oh screenplay write the screenplay for that Rated PG, and the reason being, it was pretty gushy when I was there. Yeah, is that what that means, PG? I think it does anyway. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, you know, one thing, too, that we need to do, I think, to keep that most powerful mindset of gratitude is journal or write or somehow capture in photos. So I took some beautiful sunset photos with those waves crushing in, and I also took some videos and and I've got to tell you, I was watching those on the plane on the way back as I was writing in my journal. I, I have a habit of, you know, doing that every day. But anyway, I was writing and I used such adjectives that one day when my children read this or my grandchildren, I want them to think, wow, I don't even need to go to Santa Monica, California and stand on the pier because granddad or dad wrote it so explicitly and with so much connection and emotion to it. I can just read this and feel like I've been there, right? You know, that's kind of what I want to do with these writings about places and thoughts and legacy and and, and equity that you build in life. It's not all about what we accumulate in assets. It's what we accumulate in the mind and memories and really, to be honest with you, relationships, right? Absolutely. So we're at this difficult time where we come to the end of each show. (laughs) And Lori, we have got an opportunity here to really raise the bar on all of our listeners across the globe. And it is such an honor. Lori and I don't take this lightly. We come to you every Monday. We want you to know we appreciate each of you listeners and subscribers. And all we ask is, if we've done something that's helped you, please go to our Live a Life by Design community Facebook page, jot down a little note, join the page and get a little bit more bonus in your week, right? You don't have to wait to just Monday of every week. Now you get a little something during the week as people start posting in there. Um, So, Lori, I guess the tough question I must ask you is what is the challenge that we can leave our listeners this week that will help them become bigger, better, and bolder? So I think the challenge this week is interesting. Let's you know, we talk a lot about words and we talk a lot about emotion, but let's, this week, the challenge is to find your E. Find your emotion, own it, write it down, experience it, even if you don't like it. And then remember how it felt. Just absorb every moment, everything that happens and be sure to find your E. You know, we talk a lot about finding your why, but this week, let's change it up. Let's find your E and enjoy what the week has to bring. Oh, I like that. Listen, until next week, from Lori Few and I, go ahead. Live a life. Live a life. By design. By design. <laughs> you can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company, all rights reserved. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton. Our intern is Brindley. Brindley.